0: From the beautiful city of Hollywood, we bring you Film Forward, the official podcast of the Los Angeles Diversity Film Festival.
1: Hey, welcome to Film Forward, everybody, the official podcast of the Los Angeles Diversity Film Festival. And we've got a great episode for you today with a tremendous actor, but before we get into it, if you like what you hear today, please subscribe to Film Forward on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from for weekly episodes, where we not only interview filmmakers with new theatrical releases, we also do our patented Gimme Three episodes, and of course, we highlight all things LADFF. As I mentioned, a great actor joining us today. You know her from shows like The Handmaid's Tale, Narcos, Mexico, and and containment, but her new film, All the World is Sleeping, will be having its LA premiere, also hosted by LADFF, on January 20th at the Lemley NoHo 7. Miss, Kristen Gutowski. Kristen, thank you for being here.
2: Yeah, thanks for having me. Nice to chat with
1: you. Yeah, and a happy new year. Thank you. Uh, you spent it in the motherland of Canada?
2: I did. I was in the Canada. It was lovely. We were up at a cabin in Tobermory, so there was snow. Good friends. We're pretty lucky to all get together.
1: That's great. Any big, uh, any big New Year's resolutions for you?
2: Mm. I don't like to do like one big one because I feel like that's just like puts a lot of pressure on that one thing. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) In general, I think just productivity. I find like I don't know if you found during the pandemic, you know, it takes longer to get things done. So just kind of like springing in the new year with a lot of energy and creativity. And I really want to kind of pick up and finish some of the creative projects I started last year and, and finally kind of get them out into the world. So yeah, just moving and shaking, creating. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: For anybody who is able to get anything done during the pandemic deserves, you know, like <laughs> just God bless. You.
2: I know. There's some people who like created entire, like wrote an entire film or a book. And I'm just like, what is your secret? Tell me everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I thought, I read like one chapter of a book. I was like, I've accomplished something today.
1: Um, so before the pandemic, you shot this yeah. incredible film, All the World is Sleeping. If you can tell the audience a little bit about the film.
2: Yeah. It's a beautiful film about a woman who is in New Mexico and she's a mother and she's struggling with addiction and motherhood and a challenging relationship. And I'd also you know, she's trying to raise her daughter and deal with a pregnancy while struggling with her addiction. And you also have kind of a bunch of women coming together in the end who uh, are struggling themselves. And it was created by seven mothers who had these actual battles in their real life. So they created the story through the lens of trauma. And yeah, so it's based on real stories, really important stories.
1: Absolutely. And for you, this was the second time you worked with a lot of the crew members, actually. Ryan, the director, and then producers Anthony, Sonia, and Ian. So what was it like for you returning to the team, if you will?
2: Oh, it was so great. This is one of my favorite teams. Everybody is... Just the best. We had an amazing time on the dust storm a few years or we met, oh Gosh, how many years ago? It was a while back. And it's so nice to be able to come back together with people that you've already created something with. You know, it's an opportunity to kind of do things better than we did the first time. But there's also kind of a shorthand that you develop mm-hmm. and a friendship and a family. And you work on a lot of projects and you create this, you know, you have this creative family. You all become really close it's this really special thing making something with a group of people. and then the projects end and you know sometimes you have your promo and once that ends and you kind of go off and do your other things. So to get to come back together is just such a special gift. And I trust everybody. you know Ryan is an amazing collaborator. him and I have other projects we're also developing. It's just great when you find someone that you trust creatively to work with and just a positive team, Sonia. Anthony, Ian, everybody, just they get stuff done, and they're really positive people who are passionate. So yeah, it's so great to come back together.
1: You mentioned your previous and future collaborations with Ryan, and he did incredible work with the script. Talk to us about the first time you read the script and diving into your character, Nell.
2: Yeah, gosh, Ryan is such a beautiful writer. He just really knows how to take you on a journey. And even from the first script we worked on, I just remember being so taken by it. And when reading this, I already kind of knew it was going to be wonderful. Because I know Ryan's a great writer. And this story was just so special, you know, especially because it comes from these true stories, right? Mm-hmm. And so there's just something so authentic about it and moving about it. And yeah, I was moved by every character. And Nell, she's a sweet little part of it. She comes in kind of in the second half. And Nell, to me, was just, I don't know, just she kind of represented like the every girl that could potentially go down this path, you know, like the, yeah. somebody's sister somebody's cousin, the daughter that, you know, kind of disappears into this world and you're not sure where she is. Is she on the streets? Is she, where is she living? She kind of disappears. That can be in anybody's life. She could have come from, you know, a well-to-do background or a background that wasn't as privileged. So she, I feel like she kind of represented anybody. And I liked that about her. And I also just found her to be this kind of earnest, innocent, quirky soul that you just care about right off the bat. So I really wanted to find a way to to tell her story and to represent kind of the women that I've seen out in the world that I've said, like, who are you? Whose daughter are you? Yeah. Sister, are you? What got you here? She, to me, kind of represented
1: those women. How do you prepare for a character like that? As you mentioned, a lot of the film is based off of real stories from these real seven mothers. Um, but for your character in particular, how do you begin to prep for Nell?
2: Nell was... Gosh, I did a lot of things to prepare for her. I interviewed quite a few friends who'd struggled with similar things to her, whether it was addiction or eating disorders, just to kind of, you know, with the generosity of those friends and their willingness to kind of share their story, because I know that can be challenging to bring those things up. But Mm -hmm. some generous friends and people that I know who struggled, we kind of had phone calls and discussions about the specifics of their experiences. And then I just watched a lot of stuff. I based now on this one specific girl who I actually watched a bunch of it. I watched on Intervention. It was this one girl who had a meth addiction, and I found her just really, her story very heartbreaking. And so, yeah, I watched documentaries. I watched a lot of documentaries on specific the opiate crisis and certain addictions and then kind of, and you buy a bunch of films, which we'll get into films later, but, you know, uh, even just observations, right? Like going out into the world and trying to find a human person on, on the streets that maybe could be Nell and, yeah. you know, just observing the everyday person and then finding kind of bits within myself that can understand what addictive behaviors are like, even though I haven't struggled with the same thing in that capacity, finding whatever kind of stuff we can connect with in our own way. And then physical stuff, you know, I worked on kind of like what physical sensory things she would have kind of going through the struggles she's gone through and and what that would do, how that would affect her body, the way she goes in the world, the way she walks, the way she, you know, her hands move, all these little things. So, yeah, a lot of it was observation, talking to people, watching films and documentaries, and then creating kind of her unique rhythm with the amalgamation of kind of all I observed and creating her whole life story and backstory. And then at the end of the day, kind of letting that all go once you get there and some coaching. Yeah. Yeah,
1: And some coaching.
2: Yeah. yeah. And some acting coaching. (laughs) (laughs) Ryan, of course, really, really helped with that too. So he's a great director and that way helped me. Help me find her.
1: The physical mannerisms and stuff that you give her are so specific and detailed, uh, and they work so well. But if you can, take us into creating the physical appearance that you gave her, because she's such a departure from your other roles that you've done. Most of the time, you're very put together. But with Nell, if I didn't know it was you, I may not have even recognized
2: her. Right. Well, one great thing about working with Ryan and getting to work with him again is he kind of allowed me to do whatever I wanted with now and kind of take her to where we felt she needed to go. So I think, in the, you know, when we were first talking about it, I would send him photos of just little ideas. I'd do a little bit of makeup in the mirror or, or dress her a certain way. He did kind of write some a few specifics about how her hair might be and what she might wear. But in terms of kind of, you know, the physical, she had quite a bit of scarring and her teeth kind of had some discoloration. Again, I kind of wanted her to represent the many people that I have seen out mm-hmm. in the world who have struggled with what she struggled with. So I kind of took imagery from people that I've seen in L.A. walking around. I wanted to represent those people because those people so often get overlooked. Also to make her someone who's kind of been a little further down The road with her addiction and having this challenge for many years, and which you kind of see is she ends up leaving and and she might be stuck in that cycle more than others. So I think the degradation of her body from the use of drugs was something we wanted to kind of show at a more advanced stage. But again, there was always the risk. I didn't want to create a caricature or make her too far blown. But I also wanted her to represent the person that can have a very physical change from these from these addictions and so yeah we created her as we went and then we had the help of a great micropartist and you know the women who were there who've been through it to make sure that it felt and looked authentic because we didn't want to misrepresent or create an exaggeration of anything
1: yeah everybody did a tremendous job you know i was rewatching the film and i was keying in on your performance As you mentioned, the character is just so innocent and sincere, and she's got such a good heart. And the one thing that I was focused on was the lies that this character tells, which she drops several. (laughs) But, you know, when she's like telling her story, she she lies a lot. But it it comes from such a good place of just wanting to feel proud. So I want to talk to you about performing lies because you do it so well. <laughs> oh, thank you. You believe that she believes these lies or that she wants the other characters to believe these lies. So just talk to us about that because it was something that really fascinated me on this last watch.
2: Oh, cool. Um, yeah, I think Nell probably has had to tell a lot of lies in her journey, right? A lot of lies to either get what she wants or manage her addiction. And so I think it becomes a habit. It becomes so ingrained that you become really good at it, that you can almost believe it. Mm-hmm. And I think maybe part of it for Nell was like going into some sort of fantasy of like, you know, because she had all these dreams that never really panned out. So it's just like, if I can live the dream up in my mind. So in terms of performing that, gosh, I don't know. Sometimes it just comes instinctually and I don't know what I'm doing. You know, <laughs> right. at work. And then when it comes, it just kind of, I allow the nail to come through my vessel, so to speak. So like, I can't tell you specifically what I did in the moment, but I think I just tried to tell the truth in a way, tell it in a way that she does believe it, or at least it gives her some reprieve from kind of her true reality to believe that these things might be possible. But I don't, in terms of performing and I think just trying to tell the truth or just trying to believe it in the moment makes it come off more, not charming, that's definitely not the word, but... Endearing,
1: endearing, know? yeah, that that's the word. Endearing, absolutely. Yeah.
2: How about you? I can't find. I don't know if it's like COVID. Sometimes I just can't find very basic words.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, that's it's, an all good. it's an
2: apple. If it's an apple, what is that fruit called? Um, you know, I don't know if it's just our, our our brains overload of it all, but searching for words more often. I don't know about you,
1: Dom, with you, sister, uh, and I do this for a living, <laughs> and I'm still trying to find words. So. <laughs> Speaking of endearing, Melissa Barretta, you have a lot of scenes with her. She is incredible in this film. She plays Chama, the lead. Talk to us about what it was like working with Melissa.
2: Oh, she's a gem. She's just a beautiful human. She's such a leader. You know, she is incredibly humble and incredibly committed. Just cool. It's so nice when you see someone who's doing so well and blown up and doing these huge studio flicks. And then they just are such a humble, down-to-earth person. I found her to just be just so kind and genuine and committed. And she did such a beautiful job. Yeah, she's just a really good person. I would love to work with her again. It was such an honor to get to do my scenes with her. And all the women of this film, you know, the Guadalupe women, they were so great. We had a nice little kind of kinship sisterhood with all of us. But yeah, she's she's just a cool, down-to-earth, humble, lovely, talented person. I have nothing but wonderful things to say about
1: Melissa. Agreed. Yeah, she she's incredible. Incredible to work with. And like you said, leader. I think that's a, a, a great way to describe her. She's a great leader and a great cheerleader on set.
2: Absolutely. Very good leader by treating everybody really kindly and being committed. And yeah, really, really, really fantastic leader, fantastic actress.
1: And speaking of incredible... Women, a lot of times on the set, the seven women that the film was based on were on set uh, Mm -hmm. from time to time. Some of them were there every day. Some of them would come in and out. But if you can talk to us about what it was like to have some of them on set with you as you were making the film, just because, you know, for me, it was kind of like when stuff would get rough or like stuff would get stressful, I could always look to them and be like, this is why we're doing it, you know?
2: Yeah, absolutely. I think they were the probably single most important thing to our journey and our inspiration and our performances. And I know from what I've heard from Jackie and Melissa, you know, Jackie... Cruz who plays Toaster. I think it was probably the same for them as well. They were kind of our compass. (laughs) We always could go after every scene. They were always watching, you know, Jade, Carly, Doralee, they were always sitting watching and they would let us know, does this feel true? Does this feel real? Does this resonate with you? Because this is your story. And that, at the end of the day, is what's the most important thing. It's just you're telling true stories on behalf of these women who are so courageous to bring them forward and to put them out in the world, which is really scary. Yeah. And so they were the single, I'd say, the single most important thing for me personally to my performance, because they could always be a gauge for whether or not I was representing them and their stories and the women they represent. And they were always there to make sure that it was done a hundred percent authentic. And they were just so generous, like just sitting and chatting with them, you know, sure. Okay. They would tell us, okay, that scene that worked, that felt authentic. Great. But then even just the side conversations we'd get to have and how generous they were to be able to just sit and say, yeah, this is what happened with me. This is how I struggled and how I overcame it. It helped us to really understand how easily this can happen and how it can happen to anybody. And and just what their specific stories were so i just think that's so generous i mean you know anyone who's gone through anything challenging it's hard to talk about mm-hmm. and they're not only willing to put it out in this film but also just on a personal level tell us kind of what they went through so they were incredible and i i think they're they're the heart of this film and the compass for it all really
1: absolutely all the world is sleeping come see their stories Come see it with us on the big screen January 20th at the Lemley NoHo 7. And tickets are still available. You can go to LADFF.com for more info. We're going to take a quick break, everybody. When we return, Kristen is going to help us out with our favorite segment, Give Me Three.
0: Hello, I'm Sonia, and this is my Movie Minute. Come On, Come On, the new Mike Mills joint stars Joaquin Phoenix, Gabby Hoffman, and the incredible 11-year-old Woody Norman. This movie will literally give you all the feels. Transcendent elation, deep sorrow, and everything in between. It's shot in black and white, which is such an unobvious choice considering the movie is very contemporary and takes place in three of the most vibrant cities in the world, Los Angeles, New York, and New Orleans, with a special little section in Detroit. Mike Mills knows how to dig deep and reward you for the journey. In addition to telling a great intimate family story, he weaves in these wonderful interview segments where children talk about their outlooks on the world, their fears, their dreams, and their experiences as young Americans in the 21st century. Check out Come On, Come On and let us know what you think. It's in theaters and it's streaming soon if it isn't already. That was my minute. Thanks for listening. You're crying. No, not.
1: Yes, you are. You're definitely crumped. See, you're Ah. (laughs) crumped. All right, welcome back to Film Forward, everybody. We are here with actor Kristen Gutowski. She's in the new film, All the World is Sleeping, which is playing January 20th with LADFF. Right now, she's about to hook us up with three film recommendations movies that have inspired her work with the character Nell. So, Kristen, Let's get your first pick.
2: Sure. So one of the films that inspired me the most for playing Nell in All the World of Sleeping would be A Woman Under the Influence, directed by John Cassavetes. I just think Gina Rollins I mean, she's unreal in this film. She's unreal. Unreal. It is such a heartbreaking story and just such a beautiful illustration of this woman's struggle with mental health and with addiction and and the relationship between her and her partner. It's just such an incredibly beautiful film. And I always, always go back to it and watch it again whenever I have to do a film where I'm dealing with you know, playing a character that's dealing with a specific kind of affliction or addiction or because of the commitment that Gina had in this. And obviously the trust that she had with, you know, her director to be able to do such incredible work. So yeah, moving on to The Influence, incredible film, incredible performance.
1: I saw this movie for the first time, I think last year, it was either in 2020 or 2021, which is huh. Not a great first time to watch this film because you're like, oh my God, I feel like I'm one drink away from being where this woman's at right now. Yeah, Yeah. I I was just totally rocked. Like, I mean, and I watched it at home and I just remember it ending and turning it off. And it was just like, I started crying after the film ended, which like doesn't happen very often. It was like, it just totally rocked me in a way that I hadn't been rocked in like a long, long time.
2: Wow, I was going to tell you something. It's like the whole yeah. time you're just kind of on the edge of your seat, you know, sucked into the film that only afterwards you can finally process the emotion.
1: Yeah, it's something to behold for actors out there listening to this and or directors. It is a must watch and an absolute tour de force. And it is available, I believe, on HBO Max in their Turner Classic Movies section. So ah, yes, so.
2: yes. So I think you can find it on Criterion Collection as well. Oh, yeah,
1: you're probably right.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's out there. Watch it. And if you have seen it before, it's worth a rewatch. It uh, doesn't get old. Oh, no.
2: Never does.
1: Excellent first choice, Kristen. Hard to follow up, but let's get your second pick.
2: Okay. Um, Well, this is, again, these all are kind of related to my prep for Nell. So I thought... Mm -hmm kind of the best way to go. So I watched *Real Interrupted, James Mangold directed that, and I'm going to tie it with Short Term 12 by Dustin Daniel Cretton, Cretton, because *Real Interrupted helped in terms of like Guadalupe House right? with Nell in All the World of Sleeping. It was just kind of explorations of people dealing with trauma and addiction and mental health issues and how they kind of navigate these together in a community and how they process them and heal them. You know, with Girl Interrupted, it was just, you know, the story of women coming together. And it was a little different in Short Term 12 where it's, you know, kind of these teens coming and processing their own struggles. But yeah, just the power of community when you're struggling through something. And I thought both of the films were just beautifully done and beautifully acted.
1: Absolutely. I haven't seen Girl Interrupted in quite some time, so I need to revisit that. I have not seen Short Term 12. And Mr. Lason, the director of... All the world is sleeping has been trying to get me to watch it for oh, yeah. many many years. So maybe as a as a celebration of his film doing the LA premiere, I'll, I'll watch it for him. Finally. Yeah,
2: <laughs> I haven't seen it in a while as well, but uh, I should give it a rewatch just to refresh yeah. the memory. But yeah, beautiful. You're both beautifully acted.
1: And Kristen, it's time for your third pick.
2: Ah, yes. Now, this film I actually recently watched, and I wish I would have watched it before All the World is Sleeping, was Vagabond by Agnes Varda. I just thought it was a really beautiful film of this kind of woman with this nomad life and just kind of doing things the way she wanted to do it. But the isolation that she had kind of reminds me of Nell and her this mm-hmm. kind of this wandering soul who comes together with others for small periods and then ends up back on her own and I think it's just kind of like the Lone Wanderer, strong female that I feel like would have been cool to watch to prepare for now because I just thought it was really beautiful film and this woman kind of didn't go the traditional route. You know, she just kind of wandered the way she wanted to do it. Agnes Prada, you know, beautiful filmmaker, so.
1: Yeah, I mean, she, she whatever she does turns to gold.
2: <laughs> but
1: yeah, I mean, this is a very dense and rich movie. It, it's like you got a road movie and then they like, she puts this mystery element into it and then you have like this detailed anthology of like all these characters. Every time I watch one of her films, it's like going to school, learning about something that I'll never be as good as good at. It's like she's a mind-blowing filmmaker. I don't know how she does it, but she does it. Some people are just born to do it, I guess. Born with that gift.
2: They work their butt off and they're amazing at it, both or a combo of both or either or, but... uh, Right. Yeah, some people just got that that gift.
1: Mm Mm-hmm vagabond an incredible film i believe also on the criterion channel yes, right now so yes you can
2: Check get that
1: that on out. Criterion. we're gonna break the rules here Kristen. we're gonna get crazy because it's 2022 and fuck it you know we're going we're getting nuts <laughs> you, you told me that in addition to your three picks you wanted to do some shout outs uh so I said I'll allow it. Let's let's Uh, let's hear some shout outs.
2: I've got lucky me getting the freebie. Um, well I wanted to shout out Mustang by Denise. I'm gonna pronounce her name wrong, I think. Denise Gamze or Mm Guvin. Again, another film that really would have helped my preparation, I think, for the film, just because of its like focus on sisterhood and expectations of women and domesticity and kind of following certain paths, you know, especially for trauma. Yeah. The expectations of her and you know, being a mother. And I was lucky enough to work with Denise on Handmaid's Tale, so that was really cool to, to love that film and then get to actually work with her in person. Oh so how I just awesome. To check that out. Yeah. And then, uh, and then, Rec Room for a dream. I ha- I obviously watched that to prepare for this. You know, Darren Aronofsky's. You know, is that another amazing film focusing on addiction? So yeah, couldn't narrow it down because I watched a lot of films to prep for this one.
1: You know what? They all paid off, Kristen, because your performance is is so incredible. So blessed to watch it. So blessed to be privy to it in person it was amazing and hope we can do it again soon
2: absolutely i'm down let me know <laughs>
1: and thank you so much for coming on the show it's so great chatting with you
2: yeah thanks for having me it's always a pleasure to chat with you as well see you soon
1: absolutely we'll see you soon and thank you all for listening to film forward we'll catch you next time our recording engineer and mixer is anselm kennedy the podcast is produced by anselm Sonia maru and yours truly Thanks for joining us on Film Forward, and you'll hear us next time.